let your spirit be with us. Thy spirit be in me.
gospel as recorded by St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 5. St. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5. Now I want to begin, I'll begin at verse 1. Just so that we can put it in context. Verse chapter 5 and beginning with verse 1. <clears throat> These are the words you find there. Seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. <clears throat> blessed, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain Mercy, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And here's where I want to get to right here. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the salt of the earth. I, I, I want to talk just for a few minutes this morning from this subject. When salt loses its saltiness. When salt loses its savor, when it loses its saltiness. As is everybody who is paying attention to what's going on in the world and in the nation right now, just like everybody else, I have to admit, I have my concerns. It concerns me, it concerns me that we are watching a nation that has prided itself in its democratic system of government, of the government of the people, by the people and for the people, trying to completely renege on the promise of freedom and justice for all. It concerns me that nearly half of the people in this nation 
are completely fine with a leader who lies every day, several times a day, and somehow holds himself above the laws that some of us are totally bound by. It concerns me that for the first time in the history of this nation, in the history of this nation, a sitting president is refusing to accept the results of the majority of the people. The majority of the people who have said to him, you are fired. I could go on and I could go on with these things, but, yeah, but, but these are just a few things that are really concerning to me right now. But out of all of my concerns, out of all of the things that I think about, about all of my concerns about the rifts between American citizens, I must tell you this morning that I have a greater concern. And that greater concern is that in the midst of all of this strife, in the midst of the strife in the nation, yeah, 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 in the, in, in the midst of all of this strife, the church, the body of Christ, the church, the same one that has been empowered by Jesus himself and given the tools and, and, to, and the examples to bring healing to this world. It concerns me that somehow the church has been rendered largely ineffective because it finds itself just as divided as the nation. Are y'all hearing this? It troubles me. It troubles me because all of the people of God read the same Bible. We all believe, as Paul taught Timothy, that that the word of God is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and is and for correction and, and, and for instruction in righteousness. We all believe that. We all believe in one faith, one God, and one baptism. Yet we find ourselves split right down the middle and somewhat of a joke to the world who solely needs us right now. Well, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The church still has power. Don't be fooled. Church still has power to turn all of this around. And I believe that even now, God is in control. I believe that even now he's in control. He's putting right people in the right places to bring peace out of all of this chaos. I believe God is still in charge. But as I have watched the divide getting wider and wider and found myself seeking answers from God, I was directed to this passage right here in the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus on the side of a mountain is giving instructions to all who would follow after him and he says to his followers, you, are the salt of the earth. 
Here's what we know. Here's what we know as the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus, toward the beginning of his ministry, is speaking what we know as the Beatitudes. Listen at it. Listen at it. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah, and, and look at the pattern of it. Yeah, he starts telling them before he starts telling them what to do, he starts telling them what to be. Those are Beatitudes, you see. You, you see, you, you, yeah, before you can do, you got to be. So he's giving them Beatitudes. You remember them from Sunday school. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the pure in heart. You remember the Beatitudes. These are instructions, my brothers and sisters. These are instructions to the people who are deciding and who have decided to walk with Jesus. They've decided to walk with him and be a part of this new kingdom that Jesus came to prepare. He's trying to get them ready to be a part of the kingdom. He tells them how they are to be. And then he begins to tell them that they that, and explain to them their relationship with the world. He says to them, this is how you relate to the world. This is how you fit in the world. He says, you are the salt of the earth. And I know, I know that it's a different day now. It's a different day now. And we sort of take salt for granted. Everybody got salt. Some, sometimes we have salt in the house even when we ain't got nothing to shake it on. We, we take salt for granted. So some of us are guilty of using too much salt. But, but in the day that Jesus was talking, in that day, those people immediately knew what Jesus is saying. Those folk, they knew the importance of salt. They knew that Salt had medicinal value. They knew that it could be used as, as medicine. They knew that salt was used to bring flavor to food that would otherwise be bland and tasteless. They knew that salt was also used to preserve things that they had in the absence of, of refrigeration. They knew that they had salt to preserve stuff. It was in the absence of refrigeration it was used to preserve meat. But not only was it used to preserve meat, animal hides, whenever animals were killed, the hides had to be put in salt so that they would not rot before they could be used to make clothing and shoes. All of that was salt. They knew the importance of salt. Salt was a staple and it would be hard for life to function without salt. So when Jesus said to them, you are the salt of the earth, they knew exactly what Jesus meant. They, 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 he, they, they knew that he meant you are the ones who will bring healing to this sick world. You are the one that they, they, yeah, you, you, you bring flavor to a world that, that, that otherwise would be tasteless and bland. Said to them, that, that you are a preserve, you, you are a preserver, you are a preserver of the world that would otherwise decay and spoil away. It's the only reason the world can stand is because you are the salt of the earth. 
Y'all need to hear this. Jesus saying to them, and he's saying to us right now who have believed on him, he's saying to us right now who have chosen to follow him, who have committed ourselves to the building of the kingdom on earth, he's saying to you and I, you are the salt of the earth. And that's the part we like to quote. We, 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 we catch on to that. We are the salt of the earth. We like to talk about that. We like to talk about our being the salt of the earth. But Jesus doesn't stop right there. He goes on after he says you are the salt of the earth. He says but in the language arts people in here Whenever you see the word but, whenever you see the word but, that means that there's some more to be said. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you see the word but, that means that what I just said is not final. There is some more to it. See, he says you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its savor, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, wherewith shall it be salted? Are y'all hearing me? In other words, what Jesus is saying to them, if it ain't salty, it ain't salt. Are y'all hearing this? I'm saddened. I'm saddened by it. But in the midst of all that's going on around us, it saddens me to see that so much of the salt of the earth has lost its saltiness. And because the church is losing its saltiness, it finds itself attempting to hijack the government in order to accomplish what it has lost the power to do as the church. I just said something right there. I say because the church is losing its saltiness. It finds itself attempting to hijack the government in order to accomplish what it has lost the power to do as a church. You see, when there are Christians who talk so much about what about so much about what Jesus talked about, so little. And then so little about what Jesus talked about so much. You are losing your saltiness. When Jesus says he has been sent to proclaim the good news to the poor. To proclaim liberty to the captives. The recovering of sight to the blind. And set at liberty those who are bound. Yet those who claim to be the salt of the earth. Speak nothing but doom and gloom to the poor. Pass laws to try to lock up more people. Vote down health care and they're all right with people being locked up in cages. You have lost your saltiness. You see, when you come to the point where you are all right with an alternative truth, you have lost your saltiness. When, when you can pledge 
your loyalty to a known liar and cheater. While at the same time condemning others, you have lost your saltiness. When you can have total disdain and, 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 and pray for the downfall of a president who professed Christianity and then lived a life that affirmed what he believes and yet embrace and pray publicly and daily for a president that says he has no need to even ask God for forgiveness. You have lost your saltiness. When you're all in and protesting for the sanctity of life, yet you can't pull yourself to say or believe that black life matters. You have lost your saltiness. When your shirt says in God we trust, and everywhere you go, you got an AR-15 rifle strapped on your shoulder, you have lost your saltiness. When the examples that Jesus himself gives as a pattern of faithfulness and faithful service, he gives us this pattern himself in Matthew 25. He, yeah, the pattern he gives us is feeding the hungry, supplying water to the thirsty, taking in strangers, clothing the naked, watching out for the sick, caring for those who are in prison. If you, yeah, Jesus said that. And if you don't care about any of that, you have lost your saltiness. But then as bad as it is to lose your saltiness, it gets worse. Jesus said, if you lose your saltiness, you are good for nothing. That's sort of sad, isn't it? That a church can be good for nothing. He says you are good. Now, and, and listen at him. You are good for nothing. He, he doesn't say, well, since you lost your saltiness, maybe I can use you somewhere else. He says you are good for nothing. He doesn't say, well, since you're no longer salty, maybe you'll fit somewhere else. No, Jesus says you are good for nothing. Jesus says, as for the kingdom is concerned, you're good for nothing but to be cast out and trampled on the feet. Hate to say it, hate to say it, but that's what we are witnessing right now in this nation's capital and all over this nation where Christians, where people who say that they are believers, people who ought to be bringing flavor and life, they are being walked on. Y'all hearing this? They're being walked on by people in power, trampled on the feet. Got to close, got to close, but... I want to close on this need I want to note. I want to close on a note of encouragement. Let me just encourage those who are yet holding on to their saltiness. Don't allow the saltlessness of others to cause you to lose your saltiness. 
Y'all hear me? Don't get sucked up in hating folk. Remember the instruction that Jesus gave. He gave us that, and that's why he gave us instruction. That's why he said it. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Don't get beside yourself because heaven is yours. He's trying to help us. He's trying to encourage us. He says, blessed are they that have to cry sometime because they will be comfort. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need you, no matter what the world does, I need you to walk in meekness and you will inherit the earth. He says, uh, yeah, I want you to always hunger and thirst after righteousness and uh, if that's what you're looking for, you will be filled. Are y'all hearing me? He says, I want you to, in spite of all that everybody else is doing, I want you to be merciful because uh, if you are merciful, uh, you will obtain mercy. Keep your heart pure, he says. He's telling, he's trying to encourage us to hang on in there, keep your heart pure, and you will see God. Says to you and I, in spite of all going on around us, be a peacemaker and God will own you as his child. Even if you face persecution. It's right there in the book. Even if you face persecution for standing for what is right, just know that heaven belongs to you. Even when the world hates you and persecutes you and talks bad about you and lies on you, Jesus says, go ahead and rejoice. Is that in your book? He says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Why? Because great is your reward in heaven. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, that the, the, these are some tough times that we're living in right now. And yes, I, I must go ahead and tell you, I, I believe that we still have some difficult days ahead. But I promise you today that the Lord, yeah, would uh, have me to tell you to hold on. Hold on and hold out. And I don't know about anybody else, but the reason why I keep running, the reason why I keep on loving anyhow, the reason why it doesn't bother me, yes, uh, when all around me seem to be falling down is because I promised the Lord, y'all ain't hearing me, I promised the Lord that I would hold out. I promised the Lord that I would stay on the battlefield. I promised the Lord that I would serve him until I die. You see, I remember, yes, uh, where he brought me from. Every now and then, you ought to sit down and just think about where you used to be. And then think about where you are right now. Every now and then, you ought to think about uh, what was uh, and then think about what, what could have been uh, but how the Lord stepped in and turned it all around. Yeah. If you'll just look back today, yeah, you'll be able to sing with the songwriter yeah, and say, I was uh, alone and idle. Yes, I was uh, a sinner too, but I heard uh, 
the voice from heaven uh, saying there is work to do. Yeah, I took uh, my master's hand uh, and I joined the Christian band uh, and right now uh, I am on uh, the battlefield uh, for my Lord. Yeah. Don't know about anybody else, uh, but just like Paul, uh, I am determined uh, to fight a good fight, yeah, to finish my course uh, and to hold on to my faith, uh, looking under Jesus, yeah, who is the author, yes, uh, and the finisher of my faith. Uh, you know Jesus, don't you? Yeah, the one uh, who suffered uh, and bled and died uh, in my place. Uh, you know Jesus, don't you? Yeah, the one uh, who died uh, that I might have uh, a right to the tree of life. Uh, you know Jesus, don't you? Yeah, the, the one who died, uh, but I declare today he's not dead uh, because early Sunday morning uh, he got up uh, with all power uh, in his hands. Yeah. Yes, don't know about anybody else, but I promised the Lord that I would hold out. I would hold out. I promised the Lord that I would hold out until he meet me in Galilee. Ain't going to let no binding turn me around. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on running for him. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Living in a, in a tough, tough time right now. A time of deep confusion for, for so many Many of them are thrown off by folk who they thought had salt and who have turned out to be completely saltless. I left a funeral here the other day. As I left the funeral, stopped by a car wash. And while I was sitting there waiting on my car, young gentleman, young white fella. He saw me there, and I guess he saw I had on church clothes. <laughs> and he sat socially distanced. I'm on one end of a bench, and he's on the other end. And he said to me, he said, you, you, you a Christian? I said, yeah. He said, you been to church? I said, yeah, I'm leaving a funeral service. He said, you're a preacher, ain't you? <laughs> I said, well, if it matters, yeah, I, I am. He said, you know, I was raised in the church. I was raised and I always, I was a good Christian. I, I went to church every Sunday and I learned all my Bible verses. He said, but I don't believe that stuff no more. And I looked at him and I said, how can, he says, I, I just can't, I, I can't believe that stuff. He says, 
my parents brought me up in the church, he said, but I'm learning that they don't believe it either. So I, I'm learning in the midst of all that's going around. He said, and he, he, he said a lot of stuff, but the bottom line is he was thrown off by the fact that the love that they taught him, the love of Jesus that they always talked to him about, in recent years, he says that they don't live that. They don't even believe it. He says, as a matter of fact, they have cut me off because I'm a part of trying to make things better. They told me they were taking me out of the wheel and everything. He said, and that's all right with me, but I don't believe that stuff anymore. And then he said to me, how can you believe it? He said, the way your people have been treated he said, all you all have been through, and I believe the history of, he said, I know the history of black America. How, how can you believe that stuff? And just like they fooled me, did they fool you? I said, young man, let me tell you something. <laughs> I said, what I believe is in Jesus Christ. I said, there's always been people who profess to believe it and who didn't live up to what they professed. There's always been. And I was pulling out my phone. <laughs> this is the truth. I was pulling out my phone and I was looking up one of our past services. I knew I had it somewhere. But I finally found it. I finally found it. And I said, come here. I want you to hear this. And I turned some music on. And he, he was listening, but he, you know, he couldn't quite make out. It was the church. He couldn't quite make out. I said, let me tell you what, what, what we were singing. There are some things... I may not know. There are some places that I can't go. But young man, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure one thing. Whole lot of stuff I don't know nothing about. Whole lot of stuff escapes me, but there's one thing <laughs> that I'm sure about. God is real. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it's time for those who are still the salt of the earth to stand up and say, God is real. <laughs> and if they want some proof, if they want some proof, you tell them, I, 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 I'm the proof. I'm the proof. The reason you can't believe because you don't know where I come from. I was lost, but now I'm fine. I'm the proof. He's real because every now and then, <laughs> even when people are mistreating me, even when folk are talking about me, even uh, when folk are trying to do us in, every now and then I can feel it <laughs> moving deep down in my soul. God is real. God bless you. God keep you. The doors of the church are open. The word of God has been preached and Jesus has been lifted. In verse 6 there it says, Blessed are those that thirst and hunger after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I don't know where you find yourself this morning as you search your heart. Those that are listening by YouTube, by phone, however, and you have not asked Jesus into your heart. Not only is this the day, this is the season. You don't want to leave this season without Jesus. So the doors of the church are open. There are some things.
decided to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, and you want to be a part of this great church, you can just call our church office on next week and say, I've decided to make Jesus my choice. And if this isn't the place that you decide that you want to worship and to grow and to be disciple, our pastor here will lead you to where you'd like to be. But don't let this opportunity pass you by. We pray that you've made a choice today, not only to accept Jesus, maybe you've decided to come back to him. So if this is what you've decided, we ask that you contact our church office on next week. God bless you. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord and his house. We thank God for his word. We thank God that his word is just as true today as it ever has been. Children of God, we've got to stay on the battlefield. We've got to be the salt of this earth. Seems like there are so many who are just falling by the wayside, but we've got to continue to represent him and represent him. Well, this is a strange day we're living in, <laughs> calling in angels from Africa. <laughs> strange day that we are living in, but I, I am committed, and I pray that all in the sound of my voice, at, at home and everywhere, Keep your saltiness. God is using you even now to bring life, to preserve life in a world that seems bent on dying away. So happy to have everyone at home, all of you tuned in. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's such a wonderful thing to know that God has fixed it so that although we cannot be physically together, we're still together. There's a tie that binds us together that's bigger than being together. So we thank God for each one of you. Uh, we thank, uh, uh, thank God for those who have come here to aid 
in this worship experience. Thank you so much uh, to our minister of music. Amen, Rock. So good to see you, man. Good to see you. Got, we got our drummer at home. Our drummer home. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. And giving Dion a break. <laughs> amen to all who it take upstairs to make all of this possible. We thank you. God bless you. God keep you. Let me ask that we will continue to be in prayer for the family of Sister Helen George, uh, who we funeralized on Thursday, and Brother Charles Clark, who was funeralized on yesterday. Uh, let's just be in prayer with those families as they go through. Amen. God be with you till we meet again. Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs>